This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. This is Jamie Hearn, and I'm super excited to spend some time with Jenny Kahn today. Jenny is the creator of the Medium Experience. As a psychic medium who has immense respect for psychology and an insatiable thirst for understanding the relationship between spirit and the human existence, she's an empath and is tuned into the etheric plane, sensitive to subtle energies, and eager to serve the highest good. Awesome. I'm so excited to connect with you today, Jenny. So am I. Thank you for having me. So before every session, I always pull a card, and I got this new fun deck. I have no idea where the box went, but it's all dragons. So, So I pulled the dragon card, and this one is the Earth and water dragon, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so dragons are, are that elemental energy that I feel like doesn't get enough attention in the world. Um, but this card is suggesting that you take things less heavily. Um, listen to your inner wisdom with a lightness knowing that the time for action is now. How does that resonate for you? It resonates. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny because I actually drew a Sitra card as well. <laughs> so oh, cool. organically meeting you for the first time. And then we both, I think, prepped the same way. Um, I think I, that aligns. Yeah, that does. Awesome. So I am so happy to chat with you because I did a lot of digging on your website and learning lots about you and sister you speak my language like it's not every day that I find somebody that I can just vibe with and all of your content is so spot on so I want to talk about your spiritual journey to start with when did it begin like first breath of life I'm guessing (laughs) I love that I come across that way, but no, (laughs) I had, um, I had a lot of, I think life lessons to learn. Uh, I do think in reflection now where I'm at, there were always moments that I returned to and think, wow, there was, there was a bigger power or there was a communication or, um, there was a guardian angel. (laughs) Uh, I think that I had a bumpy, a bumpy road. I do think I was always protected on that road, but I did get in my own way and I was definitely um, bogged down in some energetics that prevented me from really developing my relationship with spirit until later in life. And I am thankful for that uh, now with understanding how things work because I attract a lot of clients that I truly know where they've been. Like I, it's like an energy imprint, almost like a fingerprint. Um, 
I, you know, I don't talk about this very often, but I did try to commit suicide at 16. So when spirit comes through and they've taken their own life, I recognize it right away. And there's some mediums out there that um, say that that don't have a great connection with um, those that took their life or have judgment around that, where I recognize that darkness. And um, it's really healing because I usually can understand the why and that the integration that happens on the other side when that is the decision and and there is a lot of pain involved and it was too painful for them to be here at this time um but my i guess you know i hear stories about like awakening or the dark night of the soul and i don't know if i just naturally downplay everything but i don't have like a moment that was like oh my gosh that was it um i feel like it was just this kind of slow trickle integration. Um, The aha moment for me probably would have to do with uh, when I decided to uh, invest in mediumship and take some classes and get certified. My teacher was just blown away. She's like, are you sure you've never done this? And, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I guess I have such an active mind. I I say that I have ADD and um, I don't want to offend anyone, but I joke that I'm on the spectrum because I really am kind of like out there sometimes. No, Um, me too. Like I have that conversation all the time and I don't know how much of a joke it is for me. Like it, it, it may in fact be the case. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's when you're communicating with spirit every day and you just have this information available to you, you, you do come off not normal. Um, I watched the show Love on the Spectrum, which I adore and cry in every episode. And it, it is individuals that are, you know, diagnosed with some sort of whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I feel like I'm going to get caught up with my language here. But um, and they are it's like a dating show. And I swear I have so much in common with them. I love it so much. It just is uplifting. And it's like, gosh, if we really got out of all this like societal norms and allowed our hearts expression to come out. Like they don't have certain social boundaries. And so they're always in their heart. And I, and that's what I strive to be is always in my heart. I mean, I really want to live a beautiful life and be in that feminine energy and that expression um, of my heart. And I, I think that anyone that is diagnosed with ADD or on the spectrum, they do that quite easily. Um, there is a dark side to that. And I don't want to take away from that, but um so yeah, when I when I got certified to be a medium, it happened very fast and it was hard to get out of my own way and really have faith in the ability that comes through me naturally because I would you know, criticize my work or want more, or I can't get names or you know, I always would um my expectations were really really high for coming out of the gate and my perfectionism kind of snuck in. Uh, But then I just decided to roll with it and it spirit definitely delivered and it's been a fast ride. So I'm absolutely going to require this podcast interview be the be one of the components of my mediumship course that I'm teaching right now, because I have one girl who is just like that. She is so connected and giving absolutely accurate information. And then she follows it up with, oh, that's probably not right, but I can't get anything else. And, and I don't know, I'm just sorry. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like all of it was so beautiful. And then you're just diminishing yourself. So 
I see her in you and I want her to know you. It's, it's, it's a thing. I mean, I was, um, when I was in middle school, I had a best friend. Her name was also Jennifer and her dad called me the sorry girl because I, it's like, I would apologize for taking up oxygen in the room. It just was part of who I was. I'm sorry. And I catch myself still doing it. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's really, it's crippling. It needs to just go away. And it's probably going to be my life's work. Um, I'm a huge fan, as you probably found, of inner child work. It is, it's something, it's the foundation of everything. It is the foundation to go back and really look and see why you are who you are today. And if you can reparent yourself in those really vulnerable areas and mediumship, um, I, a lot of people, it's, this is a tricky thing. Cause a lot of people say everybody that is a medium is also psychic, but everyone that is psychic is not a medium. And I disagree. I think that we are all mediums. I feel like we all have the ability to connect. We are spirit. So why couldn't we communicate with spirit? And I think if you've ever prayed, you're using your mediumship, but it's learning how to listen. And that is where the work is. And you, you listen by turning this off. And that's very hard um, because we we're always thinking, but a lot of that is actual spirit communication. And so that's sort of how I run my work and inner child work. If you lean into the spirit within, they're your biggest ally because they want you to have a good experience here. They want to grow. But when we're in the humanness, that's when we, you know, do the work. Yeah, I was I was looking at some of your inner child work and it is fascinating. And I absolutely agree. It is so, so critical to figuring this shit out because yeah. like <laughs> it's not it doesn't come with a handbook. Like you can't check on page 13 and see what that no. particular message meant. Like it, it's all up to us to figure it out. So I love that you're doing this work. Uh, so I want to know, do you have a favorite witch, bitch, or dead person? Oh. Oh. Um. And it's just in this moment, no offense to anyone else that she talks to and might not choose. No. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Um, witch, bitch, or dead person. Let's see. Um. Nothing is coming to mind right away. I, uh, Gordon Smith is somebody I really admire who's here. I guess he would be a witch if that's what, um, but he, he's a medium. And, uh, when I first started doing this, I, I really never felt like spirit was dark. I didn't think like, it's not that I didn't believe in like bad things, but I just didn't, I don't know, like people will a lot of people will say like, there's like things that are haunted. And I think there's dark energy, but not dark spirits. And I felt like I was on an Island with this thought and I was very scared to talk about it because I thought I would just get bombarded. And like, you know, the newbie that has this, like, right. and, um, and I, I do kind of live in like the clouds sometimes and, and, um, see the positive and like fairy tale land. And I'm like, okay, well we all have our place and that's just, what I work with. And so I, I've never had an experience with any dark entities. And Gordon Smith says that the, the most evil thing in the universe is the human mind. And so what we do when we're in the body that stays behind. And it really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I just didn't know how to put it into terms. And so anyone that comes to me that has, um, 
well, this is a real quick story. One woman had a shadow man and she was like, he wakes me up in the night. I've, I'll scream. My whole family's aware of this. She has night terrors and he's always choking her or grabbing her wrists and shaking her. And, um, I'm a golfer and we had golfed for 36 holes and there were drinks involved. And I, I kind of, I don't want to say I regret this because there was healing that came out of it, but I typically won't try to connect when I've been drinking. But then again, like alcohol is called spirits for a reason. And because it, it does shut that frontal lobe off to where they have access to you. It's just how you deliver it and how you interpret it is what gets foggy. Right. So, <laughs> however you want to take that. But she, I asked if I could check in and she said, yes. And immediately I saw her on a table when she was 16, um, 17, having an abortion. And I said, may I speak freely? And I said, did you have an abortion at 17? And she just burst into tears. Nobody knew, not a soul knew except her mom. Um, And even her current husband didn't know. And I said, the shame that you carry from that will haunt you until you can forgive yourself. And since then, it's been a couple of years Every now and then I'll get a message that the shadow man has never returned. So, you know, it's so powerful and so healing. And I mean, I've been in circumstances like that too, where, you know, it's a really sensitive topic that you're, you're talking to your, your, your client or person or whatever about, but being that conduit and being able to let them release that pent up emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a gift and so powerful. So thanks for doing what you do. <laughs> yeah. I hope I answered your question. Gordon Smith, I guess, would be, <laughs> if he's a witch, he's, he's a real inspiration of mine. We'll, we'll take it. Whatever he wants to call himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess with... bitch, I got a lot of bitches I love. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all about just the energy, not necessarily the label. So, yes, awesome. Yes, I love the um, name of your podcast. Thanks. It it pretty much defines me. Like, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a witchy bitch, and I love dead people. Like, I I like dead people better than live people most days. <laughs> I, I absolutely can relate to that. The company's nice. <laughs> So when people come to connect with you, what's the process that you take them through when you are talking to their dead people? So every reading is different. Um, I, I tend to, I used to, when I started out, I would like try to check in like an hour before because I was so terrified that no one was going to show up. And I went through this whole, like, um, like I would get in the bath and try to like, I mean, it was, and so now um, I've really leaned into spirit and kind of like I'll sit down maybe 15, 10 minutes before reading. Um, and I, I let spirit kind of guide. Sometimes I draw cards. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll walk around my house and grab objects that I'm drawn to. Um, I do it all over Zoom. And it's interesting because I think with my knowledge around inner child work and my appreciation for psychology, I tend to, I feel like spirit tends to um, kind of take my library of knowledge and explain the dynamics of the relationship. So mm-hmm. sometimes like if there is, if, there's a lot of healing that happens through me. Like if the, a father was um, quiet and didn't give a lot of affirmation or comforting, 
he'll usually show me why, and it will go back to his childhood. Um, and it just seems like sometimes it's more about connecting the dots of where the relationship lacked. And I didn't know, I didn't ever think about how I worked that way. I just would open up and what would come through would come through. Uh, but I am in a group where I started a development with other mediums and learning how they work and learning how we all kind of have our own little signature. I do. I love that I have that knowledge that's accessible to me because that's where so much healing can come in to play. And then it's also amazing um, what will happen after the reading, because that's where the magic like continue, you know, like here's the sign that they're going to show you and um, or, you know, advice about something and then how to act on that that's coming up or, you know, and then you get these messages. And because sometimes I don't get off the reading like being like, that was a hundred percent because sure. so much is not known, you know, right. they, they know they're not going to give you a yes if it's not a yes. And then they find out later. And sometimes they don't ever reach out, but um, I just have to have faith. Um, my intention is always to promote healing. Right. And that's a great point. Like having faith in setting your intention is all you have control over. Mm-hmm. So I have found that people give affirmation during a reading or after a reading and I'm almost like, I don't want it. Like, like you can, you can keep it. I don't need it. I'm good. Um, but a lot of people do look for that affirmation during. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like, I honestly am like, Oh, I mean, I don't want to say this, but if it was up to me on some level, I'm like, Oh, don't pay me. Just, give me a testimonial because I feel like I need that like words of affirmation, like you're doing a good job. Um, but then the energy exchange then is really off. And I, when I right. did start, I was working under that paradigm because I wanted to just get myself out there. And uh, now I, I do meditate and I download all of my prices and I, I really ask the universe to support me in attracting the clients that I'm going to help. And so my price point is I think at a really good price right now because I'm attracting people that I'm in alignment with and that I can serve. And sometimes when there's not that energy exchange, it's not great for either one of us. Yeah. So our words of affirmation, your love language, your your private. Like I want all the love. I want everyone. (laughs) I I agree. Like I I read through them. I'm like, I don't, I I don't really want to give any of them up. (laughs) You know what? I think it depends on the relationship. Like from a client. Yes. Words of affirmation. Do I want my clients to touch me or buy me things? No. From my husband, like I would like touch and like, you know, and so I think it depends on who you are. Um, I do have certain boundaries. And so I think that some of the love languages are more vulnerable for me. Some are more superficial. Some, you know, pet my ego. And I have a great relationship with my ego. Her name's Vanessa. I'm not going to knock her. She got me through a lot of shit in my life. But I feel like the words of affirmation are probably for Vanessa. And so like, yeah, stroke my ego a little bit. This is scary to do. And coming out of the closet as a medium when you're 37 years old is scary. So I would love some words of affirmation. You're on the right path, Jenny. Okay. Thank you. I'll keep going. (laughs) Well, you clearly are on the right path. So (laughs) that's perfect. Um, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the inner child though, because that is, it does seem to be a lot of your body of work and it's fascinating for me a journey I've been on myself. And I think a lot of our listeners are probably needing the journey, whether they're aware of it yet or not. 
So what are some telltale signs that that's the next step for someone that when they're on this healing journey? Well, in my opinion, it's the next step for everyone right now in this moment. If you're listening to this, it's time to start exploring what the inner child is. And the inner child is just a collection of all of your memories and experiences that live in your subconscious from your childhood. And depending on who you focus on, the like the teachings of inner child, it's usually from the age of seven and earlier. I think that it's much bigger than that because of just how many things can affect you. Like that's your foundation. That's how your, when your brain is developing and how your body responds to trauma responses, like all of that is very crucial. But then after the age of seven, huge things can happen because of your lack of self, lack of boundaries, um, just sort of being in a survival mode. Uh, and those can cause, you know, hormonal stuff, your body changes, your brain chemistry actually changes. And so it's sort of, Mm -hmm. It's sort of, I don't know, ever anything that from it's almost since you you were in the house because you're you're born with your parents being your survival. So you will do anything to make sure you are going to survive. And that is sacrificing your own needs so you get whatever your parents will give you so you'll live. And that's unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not getting your needs met, then you're, you're going to change and try to be what you can be to get those needs met. And so you sort of self-abandon and trauma is something we all have. Like I like to joke, we have two legs, two arms and trauma and people usually shy away from that because they don't want to take away from someone else that might have had a bigger trauma. So we associate mm-hmm. trauma with huge events. Uh, Gabby Bernstein just came out with a book called happy days and she explains it as being a big T and a small T Um, meaning small T could be, you know, just getting bullied in first grade for, you know, not having nice clothes or something. That is a trauma because it makes you feel like you do not belong in community because you do not look a certain way. You will carry that for the rest of your life. And so it's not always about going back to each situation because we can't remember everything, but we sure can look at our beliefs and our triggers. So the things that trigger us in our life, there's a need that's not being met underneath that. And so we go through steps and we learn how to move through life in a a more comfortable way. And everything that's kind of agitating us, triggering us, pushing us, there's a lesson there that needs to be healed. And once we start understanding that, we gain confidence, our just our self-awareness is so much more awake because spirit uses our body to communicate. And if you've gone through certain traumas, what do you do? You leave the body, you disassociate. And Mm -hmm. so there's reasons why I say I live in the clouds because at a young age, I disassociated. It wasn't comfortable to be in the body. It wasn't safe there, but that's how spirit communicates with us. It uses Mm -hmm. our solar plexus. It uses our body to signal and that gut feeling is always valid. You just need to make sense of it. But if your nervous system is not regulated, which most people's are not right now, then you just think you have anxiety. You just think you have depression. You just think you have a personality disorder when it's just unresolved trauma. That's fascinating. And it's so deep. Yeah, it's very deep. It's a life, it's a daily commitment. You don't take a class and, you know, your inner child is healed. I mean, I even have a picture right here. Um, This is not this is a silly one, but here's, here's me when I was a little girl, but like, you, 
if you surround yourself with aspects of who you were when you were younger, um, take yourself to the toy aisle and let yourself pick out anything. I mean, if you, we, we come from humble beginnings maybe, and we never got to like go pick out a toy or how, how did you um, feel comfort? How did you feel? You'll go to the love language and say, when I was five years old, what, what love language made me feel the most safe? Or how, if I got to do whatever I wanted when I was five years old, pick the whole day, what would I do? Go do that now. You have that memory. You'll enjoy it. And then you giving that to yourself, that's the best self-love you can do. That's awesome. I love that suggestion. I'm totally doing that when we hang out. <laughs> yeah. You have to bring her back to life and you have to talk to her all the time. Um, because that there's, I think there's a correlation with your moon sign and your inner child and then your rising sign in your ego. And oh. so I really love um, teaching people about this because if they understand their moon sign, they're going to know how to nurture their inner child. And when their inner mm -hmm. child is um, safe, we're going to feel a lot more confident in the world. And then our ego just needs a job you know, cause they, they want to keep us safe, but they're really abrupt. They're like a bull in a China shop. You know, they're, they're going to cause damage to the extent of keeping us safe where the inner child is just going to want to retreat. So you get, you know, depression or, or it depends. It depends. If you have a Aries or like a fire sign as your inner child, you might be destructive. You might be a, you know, fight energy. I'm Aries. Are you? Yeah. I said that as I'm like, um, this is what happens. Always. Like I always use the example of you. So I'm a Pisces moon. So I am like pajama girl, bath time, snacks in bed, like movies, like anything that Pisces is like, um, just really like in this dreamy world. Like so I sleep with a stuffed animal, um, all that stuff. But then Aries, like you're gonna, your inner child's going to need to go like do an activity. It's going to need to move the energy. It's going to need to like express the vocals, like very different nurturing of the inner child, you and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I honestly feel like that representation of like how to nurture that inner child shows up in my everyday life. Like I don't take vacations and go sit places. I take vacations and like go do stuff. Yeah. And my husband isn't like that. He's like, can't we just sit? I'm like, no, I got stuff to do. I got things to see. I want to go do this and I want to hike this and I want to do that. Are so, you, do you have Sagittarius in your chart? Um, not that I'm aware. I'm sure somewhere, but I'm Libra, Cancer rising, Aries moon. Okay. So Cancer rising, like, like you're going to come off as like, um, everybody like they just tell you your, their life story they just like sit by you and like I can't believe I just told you that secret like everyone's going to want to be in your energy and you naturally have that like healing ability and like I'm a cancer son um but because you're rising like I don't come off as a can I'm a Leo rising so I like mm. come in like I don't know what I can I her name's <laughs> Vanessa and she is very different and so you have to work through Vanessa to get to cancer Jenny which you know, then I'm very vulnerable, but there's that layer to where everyone wants to be around you and everyone thinks that they're your best friend where your Libra is like, I can't deal with all this energy. Like I, this is too much. Like I need my own time because I'm balancing this out. And so that's a boundary that you have to create with your ego and give it what it needs, but then also make sure that you're getting that Libra, that Libra sign and then nurture your inner child by having a lot of like energy movement activity so it's crazy. Like when you think about it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's what I always joke. We're, we are a polarity. 
Like yeah. you are an absolute contradiction. And the sooner that we can figure that out, the sooner that we can move forward on our path. Right. And there are all these moving parts to figuring that out. So uh, yeah, I'm like thrilled. The moon, wherever the moon is too. Like, oh. Right. I, I'm thrilled that you're doing this work because it's so critical and people can invest in spending time with you and rely on you as their their lighthouse to work through all this. You don't have to do it alone. Don't do it alone. Let me just let me just caveat. Don't even try. Just call Jenny. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. <laughs> I say that I like to teach people to fish, not come to me for fish. So I, I definitely this happens all the time. And when it first started happening, I was like, I don't know. But people are like, when should I book my next session? And I'm like, like like I just didn't know what to say, but I think people start, they started to use me as in replacement of a therapist. And so it's, it's really wanted me to lean into getting a little bit more credentials in that area. Um, but then spirit always tells me why. So you can put a plaque on your wall. Like there there's downloaded information you're giving them and it's different for every person. I guess that would be like a therapist as well, but I had to get out of my own way and think, when I have this much experience, when I have this degree, when, when, when it's like, if you're a conduit for spirit, everything is already available to you for you to serve them. Right. Right. Vanessa likes those boxes and those, and those letters after your name, Jenny doesn't need them. <laughs> Correct. So where can people find you and learn more about you? So uh, my business is the medium experience. Uh, I really think that that falls in line because it, it is my medium experience, but it also is your medium experience. And so when you work with me, you start to understand your journey. I have been through a lot. So I help with navigating you where you are right now and what would help you advance where you are spiritually. Um, and then I love just as an acronym, it is the me, like M-E. So that's just like, yeah, it is. It's about returning home to you and getting in alignment with who you really are so you can show up as that authentic self and have that connection to your higher self. Uh, so my website is www.themediumexperience.com. And then I am active on Instagram. Um, I do cuss a little. I don't know if I did already, but I do cuss a little and oh, I like to make reels. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you're comfortable with that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely am not your typical medium. Uh, I do a feature called Champagne Channeling on Fridays. I'm about to launch a podcast where I will have guests and it will be for Champagne Channeling. And we will open a bottle and discuss all things spirit, especially the taboo topics. Um, my handle on Instagram is The Medium Experience. And those are just my two platforms right now. And I've built I built my business on Instagram. I, I had awesome. a live with align with Renata, who is an astrologist. And from that, I just, I, most people that follow me are from Canada. And I really just love having this world online, this community, and it mm -hmm. served me well. I'm very supported. And I love, I love what I've got. I, that my little corner of the internet is very peaceful. I've never had to deal with anything negative and I have intention around that. So yeah. I really love what Instagram and my intention is doing in that. Book. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll, we will include those links in the show notes and I can't wait to hear more about channeling with champagne. That sounds fascinating. I would love to have you on Jamie. Oh, I'd love to come on. Uh, and 
I, 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 I cuss a little too. Oh, good. Well, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that will come up there. I, I probably already did today. So, well, I Jenny, <laughs> it's been great to get to know you, Jenny. Thank you. It's been great to get to know you too. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. And thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. See you next week. Peace and badass magic. Have you been hiding your intuition, your spiritual gifts? Are you ready to open that door without being overwhelmed or labeled crazy? Do you feel like there has to be something more to life that you can't be the only one? The Mystics Academy is where you belong. Come home to a community of like-minded people who are learning to trust their intuition, connect to self, and access the power of their spirit. Learn more at themysticsacademy.com.